Like many of you, we battled depression during life's ups and downs. Music has always been the one thing that we could rely on to get us through the tough times that we all face. Follow us on our journey as we discuss the healing power of music, interview bands, break down genres, review band biographies, and more. This is the When Words Fail Music Speaks Podcast with Blake Mosley and James Cox. Hey everybody, welcome to the When Words Fail Music Speaks Podcast where we fight music. Well, nope, we fight depression. We with... fight music with depression. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, no, uh, my man. So, okay. <laughs> so where, where oh, we man. fight depression with the power of music. That's it. That's my. That's it. That's my that's meal the ticket. One. That's the meal ticket right there. Mm-hmm. I am your professional handicapped host, James Cox, and no, I'm certified. still not certified. And no, I'm not the voice of Scooter from the Muppets. So I don't know. People always ask me, "Are you? Yeah. Hey, are you the voice of Scooter from the Muppets?" And I tell them, "No." Not. Then you tell him, obviously, you never listened to my podcast, but you have a shirt now that you can wear that says, ask me about my pot. Did you ever figure out who gave you that shirt? I did. It's my sister. Oh, okay. That was I, nice. Okay. So, so funny thing has it. Uh, oh, um, before we get to the storytelling, who are you? Oh, who am I? I am um, commonly referred to, if you're wondering, uh, as the loudest guy in the room, only when I'm playing the drums. And if you say otherwise, I swear. Uh, I am your endless source of useless music knowledge. My name is Blake Mosley, but you can call me Brosley. Sorry. I was drinking, sir, and I didn't know. I know, sorry. Yeah. I, should never, I should never crack a funny uh, while someone is drinking something. So You should do that every, do- every time. We're gonna add that. We're gonna no, no, no. We should add your thing. What you just did. What you just said in, in, in the notes. <laughs> yeah. Or else. Or else. My God. Um. But yes. So it's your sister. Your sister yes. got you that shirt. Sure. So okay, back cool. to my story. Okay. So a few weeks ago, before my birthday, or or a few days before my birthday, she Happy sent me. Happy birthday, a, by the way. Thank you, man. I hope um, it was a good one. It was. It was a nice chilled out. You know, I, I I worked that morning and I came home and did absolutely nothing, which is great. That's the way to do it. Yep. So, uh, there there was a box at my door and it was a package and I and I opened it and four of these Ooh, were in yes the box. Sir. I had no idea who they were from. Huh. I just opened it right. Yep. So so my friend John, he's like. Well, what if it was a bomb in and then you just open it up? I'm like, <laughs> happy birthday. Happy birthday, man. Yeah, boom. But uh, come to find out, my sister sent me those uh, four um, hot sauces yeah. to me. So I got hot sauces okay. and I got um, the shirt from my sister. That's very nice. Oh, so, yeah. Well, you thought it was for me and it, it's it was not yeah, for me, but I yeah, do have a gift for you. I just got to get it. Mailed that's to you. why I, that's why I asked because because like, I knew you were sending something I don't know what it is still so if you don't know what it is yet but I've got you something okay and I'm still on the lookout for something else that I was going to get you that I could not find um at our most recent trip to Disney okay but I've got my eye out and as soon as I do find it I can get it for you all right thank you sir thank you. it's a promise uh so we we were discussing um coffees. Ooh yeah, mm-hmm. and we want to give a shout out to Bones, like they're like they're listening. You know, they might be. I don't know. They might be Bones Coffee. We would love to work with you. Um, I tried your. I ordered two uh, flavors. I tried. I I ordered the peaches and cream. 
and I yeah. tried the old fudge, and the old fudge is wonderful. And yes. you told me last time that you are a very fond client of theirs. Yeah, I love Bones Coffee. I've been drinking their coffee for a number of years now. Um, my oldest sister, Greta, is also a very big fan of theirs. And usually for um, Christmas or my birthday or whatever, um, she will get me a the five-flavor sample pack. Yeah. Um, and it, it's always good. They're, every flavor is just good. And um, I'm a big – my personal favorite uh, would have to be the um, – uh, the maple bacon Ooh, flavor. Yeah. Um, I do love that one. I also love the uh, um, Frankenbones, which is like a hazelnut um, blend. So big fan of that as well. We're big coffee connoisseurs, you and I. We are. Um, we are. So this is this is something we talk about on the regular. So right. any, yeah. you know, any coffee people out there, any coffee companies, if you're interested, hit us up. We'd love to try your products, promote you here on the show. I know um, that but, I know, uh, especially bones. Man. I know that people. I know that we know one person who has a coffee coffee um, brand. His name is Darren Marlar. You're, you're oh, one yeah. of your favorite. Right. Uh, Weird one, dark roast. Yeah, coffee. One of, yes, yeah. So maybe we'll have to we'll have to uh, um, email him and say, hey, let's give it a shot. Yeah, let's check it out. Yeah. So. Speaking of coffee, oh, I, I um, first off, I always want to give a shout out to Brew Bakers here in Sumter. Um, okay. Wonderful yeah. coffee shop. Um, we go every weekend, every Saturday. We get uh, um, whether it's breakfast or lunch. Yesterday we had a meatloaf sandwich Ooh. from there, um, and it was amazing. Okay. Um, but we usually get our coffee from there as well. Um, but Friday night uh, we went to Lowe's because we were um, painting our living room this weekend. And um, when we were in there, there's a there's a guy sitting out in the front with uh, like a little cart um, selling coffee. It's called Poorly Grounded, P-O-U-R-L-Y, right. Poorly Grounded, uh, based out of Charleston. Um, and uh, I stopped by and got a caramel macchiato. Um, he didn't have any decaf, and that's usually what Allie gets. Um, but she got like a white chocolate, um, hot chocolate kind of thing. Um, and very, very good. And want to give a shout out to that dude. Um, cause he also plays music. I need it next oh, time I nice. see him. He's yeah. apparently he is, if you're in Sumter, he is at the Lowe's on broad street every Friday evening, um, selling coffee apparently. So oh, stop on by. And I know um, exactly where that Lowe's is. Yeah. That's right. So yeah. next time you're in Sumter on a Friday night, yeah, whenever, go. whenever that is. Yeah. So, but apparently he plays music too. So I'm gonna have to talk to him, tell him about the show. Yeah. Ask him if he's interested in, um, coming on sometime. Do you have some business cards? He probably does, no, no, and no, no, I no. didn't even think do, to get one, but do, I, I, I did like him on Facebook. So. No, but yeah, but do you have your business card to give to him? If not, mm. then I'll send you the, uh, the little image. I do not. Okay. Yeah. I, I will, I'll, I'll have to send you the image so you can um, get him on yeah. the card now. So, okay. Um, um, Sounds like a plan. Yeah. That's something cool. I was going to tell you, but uh, I forgot. Anyway, um, while my brain anyway. while, while my brain is... <laughs> Is slowly leaving me, this old 42-year-old body. Um, yeah, man, 42 years old, man. Uh, you had the grand idea to do this one in the future, and here we are doing it. Um, you said you don't like to do any stories that are not done with their uh, verdict yet, and this verdict yeah. is well and done, and it's, very, uh, and it's a good verdict. Yeah. So I think that's why you decided to do this one right now, right? Yes. yes. Um, so yeah, absolutely. I, I, I don't like 
Me personally, I I don't like it. it, If even on um, Spook Show, like I don't want to cover the Murdoch case, uh, even though that's like the biggest thing, true crime news to come out of South Carolina since Pee Wee Gaskins. Right. Um, I'm not interested in doing that right now because there's no nothing's final on it yet. It's still an ongoing investigation. Um, And this is something that we've wanted to talk about, but have not discussed it because it was still up in the air and I wanted to figure out, I wanted to, until there was a happy ending, I didn't want to cover it. So now that we have a happy ending, we're going to finally talk about Britney Spears and her ongoing situation um, with the uh, just not having any control in her life and the very sad situation behind that whole thing. And, Mm. you know, this plays into the whole mental health thing that we talk about a lot on here as well. Um, the conservatorship was definitely something that was abused um, by her uh, dad, and it was very, very sad. But thankfully, there's a happy ending to all this. Um, we won't get to that during this episode because there is so much to cover that we are doing our first two-parter. Um, I mean, we've done like horror punk, yeah, part yeah. one and part two yeah. and stuff like that. But this but is like this, one this is different story, yeah. right? One story that we're having to break up right. into two parts, and I wanted to dive into her. Um, her career that led up we're, we're going to take this episode up until the part where things really start to go bad okay. um for britney around 2007 right. and then that's when we'll pick back up next time um but yeah to get there you kind of need to understand what happened before so okay and also there's a great there's two great documentaries i've heard um about the conservatorship and the abuse of that um one being on uh, Netflix, I think it's called Spears versus Spears. I've seen about half of it, and I have not finished it yet. Oh, um, and then there's one on Hulu called Framing Britney Spears that is all about that. And I plan on watching that um, by the time we do the next episode. Okay. Uh, yeah, because Britney. Oh, well. Okay, so you know how you're like you pretend not to like somebody, but you secretly listen to them. Yeah. Yeah. This Guilty guy. pleasure. This guy right here. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's great. And yeah. I'm sure, yeah, and it's really the same way with you two. You know, with your, you know, you know, you, you know, you don't want to be the one to. I, I listen to Britney Spears. What the hell, you know? But, yeah, but you can like, look, yeah, like you said, it's a, it's a guilty pleasure, you know. And she makes well, she's music. so talented. Yeah, and you shouldn't, even, you know, I, I don't even like using the phrase um, guilty pleasure anymore because yeah. you like what you like. That's right. And you shouldn't be shamed for it. And um. You know, we were when we painted on Friday uh, and Saturday. We were listening to NSYNC and Backstreet Boys the whole <laughs> yeah, time, yeah. and it was just like we were. I mean, we were jamming out the whole time. Yeah. It was like, you know what? Like there was a time whenever you didn't want people to know that you liked that stuff. But I will tell anybody that I think Backstreet Boys were very, very talented, and um, and really set the precedent for pop boy bands uh it, for that time frame. And uh, Britney Spears was another one. She was just very, very talented. Like there, there is, she, it's, it's unmatched. She's a great singer. Yeah. She can dance too. And that's hard to find both. And especially for somebody that's able to dance and still hold her own as a singer yeah. um, without getting winded, without it affecting her performance. Now I know that there was some lip syncing there for a little bit, but like it wasn't that much. She's very, very gifted. Well, I okay, so I think that limp syncing gets a very bad rap. I understand why 
I, I didn't understand why Millie Vanilli didn't did it, you know. Yeah. But if it's your voice on record, like Britney Spears was, and you go live and lip sync on 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 stage, I believe you can because she has to dance and sing at the same, and that's yeah. very hard. You know? Yeah, it is. It's very hard. Yeah. It's very hard just to dance and make sure you're in the right position yeah. for the right lighting cues, yeah. uh, and make sure you're not dancing on top of somebody else and you run into each other. And right. you, so you have all that to keep up with. And then you have to remember the words to your own songs, which um, is hard, which is can be <laughs> very difficult. I mean, and, and, you know, playing at church, like, you know, we've got click tracks and cues and there's even words up on the back of the screen on a projector. And, you know, the singers have something to go off of there, but you would not believe uh, even Ali would tell you, um, you know, there was there was one Sunday where one of the projectors was not working that was supposed to be putting the lyrics up to the songs on the back. Oh, no. And, and it, it's just panic because you're it, like, yeah. oh, no, you know, like there's no words. What are we going to do? You know, and even if you know the song and you've been singing it for 20 years, you, there's still the potential to forget the words. Right. Because so, they're live. You um, know? Yeah. And, you know, Britney Spears was able to to dance um, and sing. Right. And sing and just hold her own. And uh, I think that's a lot to uh, a lot to say for herself. And she I, I think the conservatorship and we'll get into all this. I think the conservatorship was necessary for a very brief period of time. But it's the abuse of that. Um, once she started to finally kind of get things together uh, and then just didn't have any freedom. And her her dad really abused that. Yeah. And uh, it's very, very sad. It's very, very, very depressing story. But we can come out on the other side in our second part to talk about uh, the positive outcome. Uh, yeah. So looking forward to that. Uh, the last thing I will say about her singing and dancing is I can barely walk and talk at the same time, y'all. So it's, you know. It's tough. It's, it's overwhelming, you know. So Tough. Yeah, so. Okay, uh, so. About Britney Spears, so let's dive deep in this in this subject. Yep, here we go. So Britney Jean Spears is an American singer, songwriter, and dancer. Uh, she is credited with influencing the revival of teen pop in the late '90s and early 2000s, uh, for which for which she is referred as today as the Princess of Pop. Uh, regarded as a pop icon, Spears has sold over 150 million records worldwide as of 2021 last year mm-hmm. including over 70 million records solely in the USA making her one of the world's best-selling music artists and so definitely the, a household name yeah everybody knows who Britney Spears is everybody yep uh so Spears was ranked at by billboards uh as the eighth biggest artist of 2000s in the United States, uh, she is the fourth best-selling female artist um, of the Nielsen SoundScan era, as well as the best-selling female album artist of the 2000s. Baby One More Time was named one of the greatest debut singles of all time by Rolling Stone in 2020. By 2012, uh, she had topped Yahoo Yahoo's list of the most Search celebrities seven times in twelve years. Wow! Time Time Magazine named Spears one of the one of the hundred most influential people in this world in twenty twenty one. 
winning the the reader poll by receiving it's the highest number of votes. So that's a big deal. Uh, yeah, you know, that's a huge deal, you know. Yeah, what a what a talent. Um, and and going back to uh, baby one more time as the greatest debut single of all time ever. Yeah, I mean, and it was think so- about the powerhouse that baby one more time still is. Like you hear that opening, bow down out, and people just go nuts. It, they know exactly what it is. And so, um, so I think I was in middle school when that song came out, and everybody the next day. Like you can, you know, everybody was, it's yeah. everywhere. Yeah, it was yeah. everywhere. Yeah, absolutely everywhere. You could not turn on a radio station without hearing it six or seven times a day. <laughs> right. Um, but you know, I think uh, we'll have to do a cover wars on Baby One More Time because August Burns Red has a great <laughs> cover of of Baby One More Time. It is phenomenal. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure there's been more out there. Yeah. Um, yeah. But um, it, fun fact, I learned this uh, recently. Um, and doing research for this episode, Baby One More Time was not written for Britney Spears. Did you know that? Really? No, I didn't. And guess who it was written for that turned it down? Is it a female or male? Uh, it's a female group, Probably. actually. Oh, 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 um, is it that? Oh, uh, uh, Spice Girls. No, it's not no. Spice Girls. Really? In fact, I should have been wearing the shirt tonight because Allie just got me one of their t-shirts. But it was a TLC song originally. It was it was written for TLC. Really? Wow. And they I turned it down um, because they didn't like the phrase. Hit me, baby, one um, more time. Baby, hit me, baby, yeah. one more time, which I didn't know what that even meant for the long <laughs> right. time. And it's like, yeah. hit, like, hit me back. Like, call me back. Right, yeah. Um, yeah. And they, they kind of, th- like, T-Boss from, from yeah. TLC was like, uh, why? Why would I ever tell a guy to ever call me back? You know. And, oh, okay. And anyway, see, it was that kind of thing. Yeah, uh, but uh, yeah, I went to Britney, and I mean, kickstarted her whole career. Just yeah. boom, right out of the gate, baby, one more time. So nice. she blew up, and the rest is history. Nice. Um. So uh, let's dive into her life and career a little bit. So that, let's take it back all the way back, 1981, <laughs> uh, December 2nd, Brian. Um, uh, Rapier, my brother-in-law, uh, and co-host of Not Religious. Uh, that is also his birthday, so he will tell you that um, Britney Spears is his spirit animal. It is also Allie's sister, um, Christine. That is also her birthday. And it is the day after my birthday, December 1st. Um, but yeah, December 2nd, 1981, Britney Jean Spears uh, was born in Macomb, Mississippi, the second child of James Jamie Parnell Spears. Boo and Lynn Irene Bridges. Um, her maternal grandmother, Lillian Portal, was uh, English, born in London, um, and one of uh, Spears' maternal great-great-grandfathers was Maltese, and no, not the dog. Um, her siblings are <laughs> Brian James and Jamie Lynn Spears. Um, some of you probably remember Jamie uh, from a Nickelodeon show. I cannot remember what the name of it was. Um but she got like fired from Nickelodeon because she got knocked up at a very young age. So uh, born in the, (laughs) yeah, born in the Bible belt where socially conservative evangelical Protestantism um, is a particularly strong religious influence. She was baptized as a Southern Baptist um, and sang in a church choir as a child. You see that a lot, um, especially with pop singers. They start out singing in church in the choir, singing solos and stuff like that. Um, As an adult, she has studied, uh, Kabbalist teachings. Um, and on August 5th of 2021, um, Spears had announced that she had converted to Catholicism. 
Um, her mother, sister, and nieces, um, Maddie Allridge and Ivy Joan Watson, are also Catholic. Um, at age three, Spears began attending dance lessons in her hometown of Kentwood, Louisiana, and was selected to perform as a solo artist at the annual recital. Um, age five, uh, she made her local stage debut singing What Child Is This at uh, her kindergarten graduation. During her childhood, um, she also had gymnast, um, gymnastics and voice lessons and won many state-level competitions and children's talent shows. She said of her ambition as a child, quote, I was in my own world. I found out what I'm supposed to do at a very early age. Uh, when Spears was eight, she and her mother, Lynn, traveled to Atlanta uh, to audition for the 1990s revival of the Mickey Mouse Club. And I used to watch the crap out of that yep. when I was a kid. Yep, me too. Um, also where Justin Timberlake, JC from NSYNC, Christina Aguilera, Jessica Simpson, I believe, and Ryan Gosling, of all people, were uh, really? all on, yeah, in the wow. uh, Mickey Mouse Club. Yeah. Um, but uh, casting director Matt Casella rejected her, though, um, as uh, too young, but introduced her to Nancy Carson, um, a New York, um, a New York City talent agent. Carson was impressed with Spears singing and suggested enrolling her at the Professional Performing Arts School. Uh, shortly afterward, Lynn and her daughters moved to a sublet apartment uh, in New York. Spears was hired for her first professional role as the understudy for the lead role of Tina Denmark in the off-Broadway musical Ruthless. Uh, she also appeared as a contestant on the popular television show uh, Star Search. I remember that. That's still on YouTube. You can go watch. Right. Um, and was cast in a number of commercials. In December of 1992, she was cast in the 19, in, excuse me, in the Mickey Mouse Club alongside, here we go, Christina Aguilera, Justin Timberlake, Ryan Gosling, and Carrie Russell. Um, after wait, the wait, wait, show wait, wait, was... Hold on. Yes. Okay, so Carol was the was the the girl that played the Velocity, right? I don't know if I don't if that's not where I know her from. Okay. Excuse me. I know that's, Carrie Russell from like a number of other things. Okay. I'm not sure about that one though. I want to say that, that that's the same Carrie Russell that I'm thinking about. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Um, but after the show was canceled in 1994, she returned to Mississippi and enrolled at McCombs Park Lane Academy. Although she made friends with most of her classmates, she compared the school to, quote, the opening scene in Clueless with all the clicks. I was so bored. I was at the point, uh, excuse me, I was the point card uh, on the basketball team. I had my boyfriend and I went to homecoming and uh, Christmas formal, but I wanted more. Nice. We all want And boy, more. did she get it. We all want more. It's, it's in her DNA. It's human DNA to... You know, Small town life. syndrome, man. Yeah, you 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 got your normal stuff, but you you, just, you want more excitement. Right, exactly, exactly. So, in June of 97, 1997, there it is, not 1897. Not 1897. She's not that old. No, she's not. <laughs> Unless uh, she is. Oh, time traveler? Vampire. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> Spears was in talks with, with manager Lou Perlman to... Boo. Is that the hold on Lou Perlman? That that's the that's uh, him. That, okay, that's the guy that um, Lance Bass made a whole documentary about. Dude, that uh, is so good. Creepiness. Yes, it is. I cannot remember I, uh, what the name of it is, but it is a YouTube yeah, documentary. I gotta, I gotta, um, um, and uh, I'll look that up. Yeah, I'll look uh, that up because it's very good. It's yeah. it, that guy was a creep. Um, and he managed all of those guys back in the day, NSYNC, Backstreet Boys. Everybody, uh, you know. Vice Girls, everybody. Yeah. And he was a piece of crap. Yeah, so. Uh, Spears was in talk with him to join the female group Innocence. 
I don't think I've ever heard of it in a sense, but maybe I've, I don't know. Uh, mm-hmm. Lynn, yeah. um, uh, Lynn asked a family friend and entertainment lawyer, Larry Rudolph, for his opinion and submitted a tape of Spears singing over a Whitney Houston karaoke song along with some pictures. Uh, Rudolph decided that he wanted a picture to record labels for which he needed a professional demo made. Uh, he sent Spears an unsung, an unused song of Tony Braxton. Uh, she rehearsed it for a week and recorded her vocals in the studio. Spears traveled to New York with the demo and met with the executives from four labels, uh, returning to Kittenwood the same day. Three of the labels rejected her, though, saying that audiences wanted pop bands such as the Backstreet Boys and the Spice Girls, and there wasn't going to be in another Madonna at all, another Debbie Gibson or another Tiffany. Yeah, they weren't so, looking for solo acts. They wanted groups. Right. Um, Which groups you, was like the best thing in, in the early 2000s? You had, yeah, just like yeah. you had all these, you know, Backstreet Boys and Sync 96 or 98 Degrees. Yeah. And a, and a whole lot of other, you know, great, great bands, you know. And here's what it was. It, there was a formula. And in that documentary, it's called The Boy Band Con, The, yes. Lou, the Lou Perlman Story. Um, that, it is it. on YouTube, produced by Lance Bass from NSYNC. Um, they go into that. There was a formula. You had it had to be at least four, five guys um, or girls. Or girls and yeah. They had personas. That was the that was the thing. That was what made them so popular. You had the bad boy. You had the uh, the one that was shy. You had the sporty one. You, you know, and and it's just they had the personas that went along with the groups. Um, on top of the fact that they could sing and dance and whatever. And they weren't interested in doing solo acts. That wasn't what was popular at that moment. Right. Backstreet Boys was huge. NSYNC starting to blow up. Spice Girls are big at the time. Huge. And uh, yeah, I mean, they're they're not interested in in one person. What are you what are you going to do with one person? Nothing. But she proved them wrong. Yeah, she did. So, yep. uh, so two weeks later, though, uh, executives from Jive Records returned Costa Rudolph, uh, senior vice president of ANR, Jeff. Finster said that about Spears' audition um, that it was very, very rare to hear somebody who can, at that age, who can deliver emotional content and commercial appeal. For for any artist, uh, the motivation, the eye of the tiger, is completely, extremely important. And Brady had that. Uh, Spears saying, Houston, I have nothing for the executives, which is a great song, by the way. Yep. Um... And was subsequently signed to the label. Yeah. Uh, they assigned her to work with producer Eric Foster White. Eric, Eric Foster White for a month. That's his full name. Mm-hmm. Um, he reportedly shaped her voice from lower and less poppy delivery to distinctively, unmistakably Britney. That's a lot of big words. Uh, <laughs> After hearing the record's material, President Clyde Calder ordered the, a full album. Uh, Spears had originally envisioned Cheryl Crow's music, but younger, more adult contemporary. Uh, she felt 
uh, secure with the label's appointments and produ- of producers since it made more sense to go pop because I can dance to it. It's warm me. She flew to Cherion Studios in Stockholm, Sweden, where half of the album was recorded from March to April of 98, with producers Max Martin, Dennis Pop, and R- Remy Yacoub, among others. Sure. Sure. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, but that was, it, it surprised me that she had, like, a lower and less puppy voice, and now she can sing, like, I mean, what we know her to her right day. Yeah. So, Eric Foster White must be, like, a genius among men because to take somebody from a little register to, like, a high, you know, I mean, I don't know how he yeah. did it, but he, he made it work, you know? Yeah, I mean, he he knew that there was there was a way to unlock that voice that was just unmistakable and very distinctive and was able to kind of cut through the rest of it to um, sell records. Yeah. And that's exactly what they did. Right. Um, and... Look what happened. And by by the way, keep in mind, she's like 14 years old right. at this time. Right. 14, 15 years old. Um, I didn't know if we needed to get into this or not, but we're going to. Um, so, <laughs> okay. so she's like 15 years old, right? Yeah. And think about, the, the, you know, the music video. Everybody remembers the music video um, for Baby One More Time. Yeah. And she's like in the school, yeah, right. And she's got the schoolgirl outfit on, and she's dancing and stuff like that. Gross. And (laughs) and if you want to like learn more about that, um, yeah, back then, back then, we as a as a viewer were like, okay, well, that's cool. We, you know, oh, I mean, yeah, yeah, we're uh, listen during this time. All right, so ninety seven. I'm like six years old. So of course, you know. Uh, I was like, all right. Yeah. Um, but, you know, like looking back on it now, you're like, ew, that's yeah. disgusting. Right. Um, and um, if you want to get into more of that, there's a great three part uh, series on um, Britney Spears on the page seven podcast. Mm. Uh, and they talk about that, like the, the way she was really like sexualized by the industry when she was very, very young. Right. And uh, it's really, really gross. But anyway, I digress. So, uh, let's uh, let's talk about her heavy hitters here, baby. One more time, and oops, I did it again. Uh, after Britney Spears returned to the United States, she embarked on a shopping mall uh, promotional tour to promote her upcoming debut album. Uh, her show is a four-song set, and she was accompanied by two backup dancers. Her first concert tour uh, soon followed, and uh, she was an opening act for In Sync. Um, her debut album, Baby One More Time, was released on January twelfth. 1999 it debuted at number one on the u.s billboard 200 and was certified two times platinum by the recording industry association of america after just a month uh worldwide that is huge that is a big deal yeah all one month out and it's already double platinum that is amazing right um so uh lost my notes here there we go worldwide uh, the album topped the charts in 15 countries and sold over 10 million copies in a year. It became the biggest selling album ever by a teenage artist. Again, she is still just a teenager at this point. 
Um, Baby One More Time was released as the lead single from the album. Originally, Jive Records wanted its music video to be animated. However, Spears rejected it and suggested the final concept of a Catholic schoolgirl. So she kind of played into that as well, um, but not 100%. Uh, these notes said that, and the stuff, some stuff that I know was more like definitely a bunch of creepy uh, guys. <laughs> record industry guys that was like, yeah. 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 Um, so yeah. the <laughs> so the single sold five hundred thousand copies on its first day and peaked at number one on the Billboard Hot 100, topping the chart for two consecutive weeks. It has sold more than ten million copies, making it one of the best-selling singles of all time. Um, Baby, one more time. Later, received a Grammy nomination for best female pop vocal performance. The title track also topped the singles chart for two weeks in the United Kingdom and became the fastest selling single ever by a female artist, shipping over 460,000 copies. It would later become the 25th most successful song of all time in British chart history. Spears is the youngest female artist to have a million sellers uh, in the UK. The album's third single, You Drive Me Crazy, which is another bop. It popped up the other night when we were painting and I was singing every word. Uh, that one became a top 10 hit worldwide and further propelled the success of Baby One More Time, the album. Uh, the album has sold 30 million copies worldwide, making it one of the best-selling albums of all time. It is the best-selling album debut by any artist. And she's a teenager. At this point, yeah. and showing them up, man. Now I know there's a lot of you know, there's a lot of hands in that. You've got she's not writing all the songs, you know. It, it, she's the face of it all, but still, um, that that is what people liked. That is what little girls like looked up to when they saw Britney Spears. Uh, it, and she was a huge influence on them. And honestly, I think she was, you know, at that time for sure, like a great role model. Um, yeah, for yeah. For little girls too, um, so definitely impressive, man. Very, very impressive. Uh, topping the charts like that at such a young age. Yeah, yeah. On June twenty eighth, ninety nine, nineteen ninety nine, eighteen ninety nine. Vampire. <laughs> uh, Spears began her first headlining tour, "Baby Hit Me One More Time" tour in North America, which was positively received by critics. It also generated some controversy due to her racy outfits. Well, gee, I wonder why. Wonder, yeah, I don't Creepy think they, they record really, executives. Right? Yeah, I don't think they really cared. You know, just as long as, <laughs> as long as it sold, who cares? Right? Is it if it sold and made them money, they didn't care. You know what the saying is, right? Sex sales. Sure, yeah, every time. Every yep. time. So. Yep, every time. Um, Madonna and, proved that. Yes, God. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> and, so an extension of the tour titled You Drive Me Crazy Tour followed in March of 2000. Uh, Spears premier- premiered songs from her upcoming second album during during the show, which is always great. Yeah. Because everybody loves new stuff. And if you, and oh, if you, and if you can deliver, I mean, because, side note. Um, I think that that Limbisky did the show, and they and they uh, they uh, played Dad Vibes after their show. Yeah. So and everybody went crazy over that one, and look where the album yeah. is now. Oh man, I used to love going to see a band, and like they would be like, "All right, this is the song coming off our uh, new album," and it like wasn't available anywhere yet, so it was like a fresh listen and a raw reaction yeah. to it. 
and then you like can't get enough of it. And that happened uh, one one time in particular that happened with me was I saw Sent by Ravens. Oh yeah, and their like last album wasn't out yet, and right. so they premiered the song and played it, and I was like, "Good lord, that's amazing! I need more of that." And um, there was like a really rough demo of it on yeah. YouTube, and that was the only place you could hear it. Um, other than seeing them play it live, right? Um, because they were still a small band at that point, yeah. And um, so you like could not get any like nice quality versions of it until the album came out, and they completely redid the song. It wasn't anything like the demo, and I was very disappointed. Oh but man! Anyway, anyway, anyway. So, oops, I did it again. Spheres' uh, second album, second studio album, was released in May two thousand. It debuted on at number one in the U.S. selling 1.3 million copies, breaking the the Nielsen SoundScan records for the highest debut sales of any solo artist. It has sold yeah. over 20 million copies worldwide to date, making it one of the best-selling albums of all time. Still, Rob Sheffield, I almost said Rob Snyder, but that's Rob right. Snyder. <laughs> Rob Sheffield. You can do it. <laughs> you can do it. <laughs> and she knew this. You know, she got to where she is today, you know. Yeah. Rob Sheffield, though, on you know, of Rolling Stone said that the great thing about Oops is under the cheese surface. Brittany de- Brittany's demand for satisfaction is complex, fierce, and downright crazy. Scary, I'm sorry. Making her a true child of rock and roll tradition, he said. The album's lead single, Oops, I Did It Again, peaked at the top of the charts in Australia, New Zealand, and the UK, United Kingdom, and many other European nations. While the second single, Lucky, uh, peaked at her number one, Australian, Germany, Sweden, and Switzerland, the album, uh, the album, as well as the title track, received Grammy nominations for Best Pop Vocal album and best female pop vocal performance, respectively. I want to go back to Lucky real quick. Okay, please do. That's that's my favorite Britney Spears. Okay. Lucky is a great, great song. The music video is great, and a lot of people, um, like at the time, compared that and thought that the song was, you know, and maybe it was, but written about Madonna, not Madonna, <laughs> uh, Marilyn Monroe. Excuse me. Okay, um, right. and you know, just thinking about, thinking about like, cause lucky is supposed to be like, it's a story about a girl who's like famous, whether she's an actress singer or whatever. Um, I think in the song she was portrayed as a, like an actress, but, uh, especially the music videos, a lot of comparisons to Marilyn Monroe. Um, and looking back on it now. And like, when you go back and listen to lucky now, a lot of it is like, you can put Britney Spears in that position where a lot of people thought that it was about Marilyn Monroe now it looks it's like it's a story her, right? about yeah. Britney. Yeah. yeah. Like, and <laughs> like, crazy, you, know, you know, she's so lucky. She's a star, yeah. but she cry, cry, cries in her lonely heart. Um, oh, and you know, it's, it's just, it's I don't sad. know. Yeah. It was very, very sad. Yeah. But it all, it all works out. Tune yes. It all the, works out. There is a happy ending. Tune in to part two next week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll get to that. Yeah. This, this week, we're just going to make you real sad. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We're sorry. You know, but, uh, yeah, but, uh, 
<laughs> the same year, uh, Spears embarked on the Oops, I Did a Tour Again was... Grew- How long was this tour? Jesus. Yeah, Good for... Lord, you know? Yeah. When you, yeah, if it's making money, don't stop. They keep going, man. That's right. Man. Like they don't, and they don't give a crap. And I'm sure it like wore all of those guys out in mm. sync, Backstreet Boys, all of them that had these gigantic world tours and they would go on three world tours on off of one album. I know that, I know that Metallica went to five world tours during the black, the, the black album, and that was huge. So if it makes money, I mean, I it, get it, but it'll do like, it. Yeah. You don't want to strain out your money because. Because four or but five that, years. And that's what happens. Yeah, that's yeah, what exactly. Happens every time. Exactly. Yep. So, uh, yep. the same year of that year, um, Spears embarked on Oops, I Did It Again tour, which grossed four forty point five million dollars. Uh, she uh, she also released her first book, um, Britney Spears Heart to Heart, co-written with her mother, on September seventh, two thousand. Uh, you don't like her mother. And she's not the greatest either. She's like, okay, she plays the sympathy card a lot. Um, okay, and yeah, I, uh, yeah. I think I don't think it's genuine. So. Okay, okay. Um, on on uh, boo on September seventh. <laughs> <laughs> on September seventh, two thousand though, uh, Spears performed at a, the two thousand Music Video Awards, MTV Video Music Awards. Halfway through the performance. She ripped off her black suit to reveal a sequenced flesh-colored bodysuit, followed by heavy dancing routine. Dance routine. I remember that. Is that <laughs> it? Is that when she brought out the snake? No, that okay. was later. Okay. This was uh, like no. I do remember when this happened because I was watching the VMAs live. Okay. Um, at uh, I was at the beach. I was yeah. at the beach with um my uh my parents and. Um, my cousins and stuff like that. We were we were watching it, and I remember just like the shock and awe in everybody's face when she did that. And and I was like, I thought she was naked, and right, so I was yeah. like, whoa, oh crap, <laughs> yeah, look out! But no, yeah. she was not. But it was it was close. Okay. So halfway halfway through, she ripped off her black suit to reveal sequence flesh colored bodysuit. Yes. Followed by heavy dance routine, as I know heavy before. <laughs> heavy dancing. Heavy dance routine. Like twerking your uncle because I don't remember that, so I guess I, I'm so I, you know tweets. I like, remember. Yeah, <laughs> you <I> remember. remember. <laughs> <laughs> it is noted by critics at this moment that Spear showed signs of becoming more of a provocative performer. Amidst media speculation, though. Uh, Spears confirmed she was dating NSYNC's member Justin Timberlake, fellow fellow Mickey Mouse Club uh, co-worker or something. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. uh, Spears and Timberlake both, um, how do you pronounce that? Oh, graduated. Okay, there's L in there. Yeah, it's a typo. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> graduated. Graduated. <laughs> uh, no, no um, graduated from high school. Uh, via distance learning from the University of Nebraska High School. Yeah, so. old JT man. JT, he was dude. uh he was good for. Her. Yeah, oh yeah. Um, yeah. And I I think we'll get to it a little bit later, but um I I think of all the relationships and people that have been in her life ever since she's been famous, he was probably the most 
genuine, genuine uh, of yeah. all of them. Yeah, he seems like he actually is I, a good guy. I, I think that he's still married to Jessica Biel. Still, I think so. Yeah, I think they which is, are. Which is yeah. odd because you normally don't see that, you know. No, yeah, you see, yeah, like yeah, celebrities getting together, freaking out. Yeah, I, I, I don't think that they, I don't think the uh, the machine killing the Kim Kardashian is going to pan out real well. That's just me. Though. Oh, yeah. Well, oh, because uh, I heard they were getting married, uh, Megan, right? Megan Fox. Oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. MGK. Yeah. Now, uh, yeah, we'll see how that goes. Apparently, they got engaged and then they drank each other's blood. Vampires. Yes, that's um, fabulous, right? <laughs> so, Jesus, bunch of weirdos. Well, anyway, that's not, oh, wait, that that that's not <laughs> as bad as um as Jolie and uh, Billy Bob Thornton wearing their own blood. Oh, like Bob, yeah, remember that? They were yeah. weird too. Yeah, they were. Into some creepy crap. What is it with weird with celebrities and they've been so weird? I don't know. Maybe me and Allie need to start drinking each other's blood or something. Um, maybe maybe in like ten year, maybe for our ten year uh, anniversary, we can drink each other's blood and renew our vows or something. Um, something to look forward to. Yeah, I guess. Well, well, <laughs> like I said, to each his own, right? Yeah. yeah. So. So we're going to get into Brittany uh, branching out a little bit here um, because this, this is, we're starting to see her maturing as a singer, as a performer. Um, she's getting older, which means the uh, record companies are feeling a little bit better about sexualizing her, I believe. So, um, but I, I, it's, it's gross uh, when you know how old she actually was, but you know, it, it's, that's what they do. So anyway, um, February of 2001, she signed a seven uh, to eight million dollar promotional deal with Pepsi. Um, excuse, excuse me, and I remember this. I remember seeing plenty of Pepsi commercials with Britney Spears in it, um, and released another book co-written with her mother titled "A Mother's Gift." Again, boo on her mother. Uh, her self-titled third third studio album, Britney, was released in November of 2001. While on tour, she felt inspired by hip-hop artists such as Jay-Z um, and the Neptunes and uh, wanted to create a record with a funkier or a more urban sound, as she referred to it. Uh, the album debuted at number one in the Billboard 200 and reached uh, top five positions in Australia, the United Kingdom, and mainland Europe and has sold 10 million copies worldwide. Stephen Thomas Irwin of All Music called Britney... Uh, the record where she strives to deepen her persona, making it more adult while still recognizably Britney. It does sound like the work of a star who has now found and refined her voice, resulting in her best record yet. Um, the album was honored with two Grammy nominations, best, uh, best Pop Vocal Album and Best Female Pop Vocal Performance for Overprotected, uh, and was listed in 2007 as one of Entertainment Weekly's 100 Best Albums of the Past 25 Years. The album's lead single, I'm a Slave for You, became a top 10 hit worldwide, which, by the way, I'm a Slave for You was not originally written for Britney Spears. Um, that was actually a Janet Jackson song that Janet Jackson passed up, um, and Britney took it. So, Okay, so uh, the next part you're going you're gonna to talk about, I distinctly yeah. remember that one. That's, that's oh, the yeah. one that, yeah, yeah. Because I was like, oh Everybody my gosh, she's so it. weird by doing it, you know. My mom's yeah. like, she's like, what the hell is she doing, you know? But yeah, 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 she's, she, if you had Britney Spears on the MTV VMA award or the VMAs, they she's going to 
stand out at some point. That she's <laughs> going to do something to get noticed. That's just how it was. So, yeah. Uh, so yeah, Spears' performance of the single at the uh, 2001 MTV Video Music MTV Video Music Awards featured a caged tiger wrangled by um, Bhagavan Antle, um, and also uh, that tiger, Tiger King. Yes. Yes, that's, that's the that, guy. That's from like the beach. Little, yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. That's the guy from the beach, um, Myrtle Beach. Uh, that's in Tiger King. Right. Uh, that was his tiger. Um, and a large albino python uh, draped over her shoulders. Yep. Um, it was harshly received by an animal rights organization, uh, uh, PETA, who claimed that the animals were mistreated and, and scrapped plans for an anti-fur billboard that was to feature Britney Spears. Um, Jocelyn Vina of MTV summarized uh, Spears' performance at the ceremony, saying, um, draping herself in a white python <laughs> and slithering around a steamy garden setting surrounded by dancers in zebra and tiger outfits, Spears created one of the most striking visuals of the 27-year-old history, excuse me, the 27-year history of the show. Absolutely right. I mean, it, everyone, you think about that performance, if you've seen it, yeah. And it's like you can almost remember every single thing about it. Right. Um, it was iconic. It, 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 yeah, it was. Because I, I was like, yeah. Okay, she has to think, but she's like, oh, well, I'm a slave for you. That's not very nice. Very, it's like, that's like that, that thing didn't, didn't fit the song to me. Yeah, yeah. But then it's like, and it, to be honest with you, that song probably wouldn't hold up now if it was. No. Uh, no to come out but uh it like if it was a new release but you know it it's one of the things that solidified britney spears's uh career and that performance did too right right yeah so her career success was highly highly highlighted by forbes in 2002 i'm still doing it 2002 yep 2002 uh <laughs> as spears was ranked the world's most powerful celebrity uh, Spears also landed her first starting role in Crossroads, released in February 2002. Not the Crossroads with, with Ralph Baccio. I have oh, never man. seen that movie. Dude, you need to. Steve I, I heard it's good. Steve I, I, I just, I've never seen Crossroads. No. Steve I plays the devil, I guess you would say. You know? Oh, interesting. Because yeah, uh, Ralph and Steve, the devil, um, yeah. goes on a like, guitar um um, battle, I guess he went, you know, in well, Crossroads. Yeah, so um, yeah, Steve no I, Steve I is like the uh, the end all be all boss man, you know. You gotta huh. you gotta pass him to, to win your soul back or something. Very good, very good. Okay, watch it. All right. Although the film was largely largely panned, uh, critics praised Spears' acting, in and the film was the box office success. Crossroads. Which had a twelve million budget went over to gross over sixty one point one million worldwide. Yeah, and that's what a profit. Yeah, that 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 is a huge profit. You know. Yeah. So, in July of twenty o two, Spears announced she would take a six month tour, six month break, not not a tour, not another tour, <laughs> six months break <laughs> from her career. However. She went back into the studio in November to record her new album. Uh, Spears, Spears' relationship with Timberlake ended after three years. Oh. But in uh, November yeah. 2002, 2002 uh, Timberlake uh, released, released the song Crimea River, 
As the second That's a good song, one. I will admit. That it is. is a great song. That is, yep. Yeah. You can't deny it. But that was his second single from his first solo debut album. And I and I forget what it's called. But um I, I forgot what it's called too, but it's it's got some good ones on there. I'll look it up. Okay. Uh, but the music video featured Spears, a Spears lookalike and fueled the rumors that she had, had been unfaithful to him. As a response, Spears wrote a ballad called Every Time with her backing vocalist as and friend Annette Artani. Artani? Artani? Yeah, Artani. Mm-hmm. The same year, Limp Bizkit's frontman Fred Durst said that he was in a relationship with Spears. I don't think so. Yeah, okay, that so, was a okay, now, okay, now, okay. Yeah. However, Spears denied Durst's claims. In 2009 interview, he explained that, I just guess at the time it was taboo for a guy like me to be associated with a guy like her. Yeah, he swore up and down that he hooked up with Britney Spears, but uh, I guess just she to get some of that. I guess just to get some of that Britney, like you know, finesse, Britney vibe. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, don't, I know. don't get it. Um, but yeah, what a weird time. I remember when all that was going on. Because uh, he also, I think he said some stuff about Christina Aguilera. Oh, oh okay, uh, okay, and, okay. Yeah, and, yeah. and stuff. But uh, I mean that could just be like he swears on his kids lives that he did that and i'm right. like why would you say that it's not that important like you, you don't have to do all that right. um by the way uh justin timberlake's debut solo album was called justified there you go yep ah, yeah clever yeah clever. yeah yeah all right so we're about to get into the nitty-gritty here as far as like what happened with with britney and uh and all that so here comes k-fed okay prepare yourself um, in August of 2003, Spears opened the, again, the MTV uh, Video Music Awards with Christina Aguilera uh, performing Like a Virgin, the Madonna song. Great. Um, halfway through, they were joined by Mer- by M- Madonna. Madonna. <laughs> Madonna. Um, yeah. Madonna. Great. <laughs> a trifecta of um, With whom they both kissed. I remember that as well. I was yep. not watching the VMAs whenever that happened, though, but I remember hearing about it. Uh, the incident was highly publicized. Um, in 2008, MTV listed the performance as the number one opening moment in the history of the MTV Video Music Awards, while Blender Magazine cited it as one of the 25 sexiest music moments on television history. Oh. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, Spears released her fourth studio album, In the Zone, in November of 2003. She assumed more creative control by writing and co-producing most of the material. So good for her. Uh, Vibe called it, quote, a supremely confident dance record that also illustrates uh, Spears' development as a songwriter. And, and rightfully so, man. She's starting to get a rhythm with all this stuff. Yeah. She's kind of figuring out um, what she likes. She's obviously been more interested in doing like a, as she put it, a more urban sound. Right. Um, and she's heavily influenced by uh, hip-hop artists. And um, I think that really shown through in, um, in that album in particular. So. Okay. Um, NPR uh, listed the album as one of the 50 most important uh, recordings of the decade, uh, adding that the decade's history of impeccably crafted pop is written on her body of work. Excuse me. In the Zone sold over 609,000 copies uh, in the U.S. during its first week of availability 
um, debuting at the top of the charts, making Spears the first female artist in the sound scan era to have her first four studio albums to debut at number one. What a feat. Uh, it also debuted at the top of the charts in France and the top 10 in Belgium, Denmark, Sweden, and the Netherlands. The album produced four singles, Me Against the Music, uh, a collaboration with Madonna, Toxic, uh, everybody remembers that one, uh, which won Spears her first Grammy for Best uh, Dance Recording, Every Time, and Outrageous. In uh, January of 2004, uh, Spears married childhood friend Jason Alexander. Excuse me, Jason. <laughs> Jason. <laughs> Sorry. Not George. Jason Alexander. Is that the Seinfeld guy? Yeah, not George. Yeah. <laughs> George. Okay, so okay. So. so she married George from Seinfeld. <laughs> um, excuse me. What an unfortunate name. Right. Like, yeah, this, I know. This right? Poor, this poor, poor kid. Guy. Poor kid. Yeah. Jason Allen Alexander um at a little white wedding chapel uh in Las Vegas. Uh the marriage was annulled uh 55 hours later. Uh, following a petition to the court that stated that Spears, quote, lacked understanding of her actions. Here's what happened. Okay. Um, on page seven, this this is, they talk about this. Okay. So, uh, yeah, childhood friend of hers. Um, they stayed in touch really close. Uh, and they're hanging out. They're doing drugs. Like, Britney Spears was, you know, high on some, some pills. Uh, they were insanely drunk. And it was just one of those scenes. It's like, oh, my God, we're in Vegas. Let's get married. And they did. Right. Um, so obviously, like her parents were like up in arms about the whole thing and forced her to um to get it annulled. And you know, they, they asked uh Jason Alexander, George, that <laughs> they asked him later about it, and uh he was like, I should have been um I should have been smarter. I forgot what the quote was, but he was like, should have been smarter about the whole thing and like signed a prenup. And uh, basically, he was treating it like a business, right? He, oh, yeah. which is really, yeah. really sad because now he's looking at his relationship with this childhood friend of his who is now a megastar right. um, and got so drunk that she wanted to marry him. And he took advantage of that. Oh, and yeah. he was well, like, man, I, I could have got some money out of that. Right. And you're yeah. like, oh, what a douche. Um, anyway. Here comes Fred Line. Here comes Fred. Okay, so... And <laughs> Here comes Fetterline. Here comes Fetterline. Right down Fetterline Lane. Yeah. And uh, in, Ju <laughs> in July, in July 2004, um, Spears became engaged to dancer Kevin Fetterline, mm. whom she had met three months earlier. I've always thought he was a skateboarder. No, I think you're thinking of um Carrie Hart. Uh, he was a B, yeah. uh, not BMX, motocross yes, um, yes, guy yes. that married Pink. Pink, and and Pink. they're still engaged. Yes. They're still married, right? Yep, I believe yeah. they're still married. That's another good um, for them. Yeah, that's another couple that that lasted all these years, which is great. You yeah, know? yeah, Pink's uh, awesome, man. I love Pink. We'll have to do an episode on her one day. Yeah. The the romance was was the subject of intense media attention, since Fairline had recently broke up with with actress Char Jackson, who was still pregnant with her second child at the time. Ooh. Whoops. The stages of their relationship was was were chronicled in Spears's first reality show, Brittany and Kevin. Um, chaotic, which premiered on. May 17, 2005, on UPN, Spears later referred to the show in a 2013 interview as 
Yeah, it's probably the worst thing I've ever done in my career. <laughs> Which is true because it, it was bad. I so, remember watching that a few times. It was, hey, well, it hell, was chaotic. Well, hell, any, chaotic. any reality show is just utter crap yeah. nowadays. So, yeah, it's um, terrible. Uh, they held a wedding ceremony on September 18th, 2004, but were not legally married until three weeks later on October 6th due to a delay finalizing the couple's prenuptial agreement. Yeah. I will, um, okay, so I, I, I will which say that. That's my anniversary, by the way, uh, October 6th. So. <laughs> so how about that? Look at that. So legally, uh, Brittany's, Brittany and K-Fed, right? They're, they got, the ceremony was on the 18th of September, but legally it, they weren't married until October 6th, which is me and Allie's wedding anniversary. So yeah. how about that? How about that? So, um, but I'm pretty sure, I mean, how long have you been married so so far? Three years. Three years. That's, Three years. That's probably mm-hmm. longer than, you know, they, they've been together. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. That's something. <laughs> That's something to decide through, right? You know, we showed them. Yeah. I love you, Ali. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> oh, God. You, so, um, <laughs> and October 2004, though, uh, Spears took a career break to start a family. Greatest hits, my prerogative were her, were her first greatest hits compilation album was released in November 2004. Spears' cover of a version of Bobby Brown's "My Prerogative" was released as a single, as a lead single from the album, reaching the top of the charts in Finland, Ireland, Italy, and away. Strangely, and it's, it's good, not, man. Strangely, it didn't top the charts in USA. Yeah, it did not, which is probably odd. like the first, and technically it's a greatest hits album. Yeah. But dude. But yeah, it, it's but, shocking that it didn't top the, it wasn't in the top 10. But but, but I, I, it's a good cover, though. I remember when that came out, it was it was really good. I haven't heard the cover, but my prerogative is such a, it's such a banger, you know? Yeah. And so Absolutely. That, that, that'll, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, oh, by the way, real quick, uh, just for fun, I, I want everybody to know if you have not seen pictures from Brittany and K-Fed's uh, wedding ceremony, you should, um, because they wore um, track suits. Um, I can't remember. I think it said maids. I think that's what Brittany's uh, bridesmaids had. I think it said maids. Um, but Kevin, uh, Kevin Federline's groomsmen on their white track suits that they wore yeah. on the back it said pimps That's and nice. he had his chin strap and it was just early 2000s uh cringe you're talking about um, the, you. you're talking about the beard chin strap yes the okay. chin strap um and uh yeah he he was definitely a uh pimp um a pimp i don't know anyway right the, 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 it's hard the, out there for it's hard out there for a pimp it's I will hard. say yeah man um, yeah. especially if you kick it so, yeah so so here's what I'm gonna say I love uh, this is um we don't have a mental health minute prepared for this episode or anything about that until we got into until we got started but uh, there is a really inspiring quote that I have heard and like some people say it as a joke but I think it's the truth if Brittany can survive 2007 you can get through this week because 2007 <laughs> for britney spears was absolute pure hell and we're going to get into that a little bit all right um 
but yeah, it's the truth, man. If she can survive 2007, you can get through this rough week that you're having. There you go. Um, in uh, February of 2006, a picture surfaced of uh, Britney Spears driving with her son, Sean, on her lap instead of in a car seat. Uh, child advocates were horrified by the photos of her holding the wheel with one hand and Sean with the other. Uh, Spears claimed that the situation happened because of a frightening encounter with paparazzi and that it was a mistake on her part. Um, yeah, let's talk about that for a minute. There's this time frame that we're talking about, like 2006, 2007, um, where the paparazzi were absolutely cruel, were just inhumane. They were terrible for any celebrities. They're trying to dig up as much dirt. It's just disgusting, right? Then you got people like Perez Hilton, who used to sit there and just trash uh, celebrities all the time, and they made fun of celebrities, and uh, especially Britney Spears. There was all kind of cracks that they would take it. Uh, Perez Hilton is um, a real piece of trash, and I think if you're if we're out here canceling a bunch of people, why they haven't done why they haven't canceled him yet i don't know um but uh yeah terrible time she was hounded by paparazzi um i think we'll get into it here shortly but she actually uh fell in love with uh, britney spears fell in love with um someone that was uh that used to take a lot of photos of her someone that was a member of the the paparazzi but uh anyway so yeah they they were hounding her and she's just trying to get out of there and drove off with the kid in her lap and people you know took advantage of that and tried to do whatever and ruin her as they do everyone's just trash right right so the following month uh the following month she guest starred on the will and grace episode bye bye baby um b-u-y bye um as a closeted lesbian amber louise uh, she announced that she no longer studied Kabbalah in May of 2006, explaining, my baby is my religion. In September of 2006, she gave birth to her second son, Jaden James. Um, and in November of 2006, Spears filed for divorce from Federline, citing irreconcilable differences. Um, and their divorce was finalized in, excuse me, July of 2007. Uh, when they reached, uh, when the two reached a global settlement, settlement and agreed to share joint custody of their sons, uh, Spears' aunt uh, Sandra Bridges Covington, uh, with whom she had been very close, uh, died suddenly in of um, excuse me of ovarian cancer in oh. January of 2007. Yeah. That was very hard on her. Yeah, um, hard and, on uh, yeah, yeah, hard on anybody, especially yeah. someone uh, that was like a. She described her as like a mother figure. Okay. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, very tough loss for her. Um, she's already going through a lot. She's doing, she's going through this divorce. She's got paparazzi up her butt all the time. And, uh, <laughs> right. and then she's got a, you know, a really serious loss. So, um, in February, uh, Spears stayed in a drug rehabilitation facility in Antigua, uh, for less than a day. The following night, she shaved her head. Everybody remembers this. Yeah. Uh, with electric clippers at a hair salon in Los Angeles. Actually, um, I, I I do have some and some uh, okay so I I I heard on the TV that the barber which she went in to go get her her you know to shave her head the barber would not do it she's like I can't I no yep. you know there's no, yeah, no way there's no way that I'm cutting your hair and yep. grab the they, they would this. not do it and uh and that's whenever she grabbed the um she grabbed the clipper yeah. she shaved her own head. Yep. Um, and, but, you know, to make matters worse, like, yeah, like the, the barber refused to, to do that, to shave her head. And I, and I understand because when you're a barber, like such as caliber as the client is, as Spears, you're like, 
Yeah. My my career is going down going down drain if he ever says I so, so right. I did it. There's know? a reputation, right? Yeah, yeah that yeah. you have to uphold. Right. Right. Um. But I say that that reputation went down the drain whenever the barber tried to freaking sell the Clippers and the Red Bull <laughs> oh. that Brittany was drinking that night on eBay for a oh. million dollars. Oh, I was no. like, "You got to be freaking kidding me, dude! What a what a trash person!" Yeah, well, um, I mean, but anyway, yeah, like I said, give me the cover of, of, of Brittany's status. I mean, yeah, like why not, right? Awful, like I, yeah, just uh, selling the the. Clippers that was used in the can of Red Bull that she was drinking out of. It's just awful, man. Um, my, my question is, did, did 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 they sell it? I mean, did, uh, did I don't did know? I don't know if it actually sold. Oh. I doubt it actually sold. Okay, um, but just the mere fact that they tried, right, um, right, taking advantage, trying to profit off of somebody, off of somebody's mental breakdown. Like obviously, there's an issue here, yeah. and instead of trying to get her help, they're like. Ooh, I can make a little bit of money off. Right, of right, yeah. Which That's is sad. Yeah, trash, terrible. Trash, just like yeah. you said. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah. So she shaved her head. Everybody remembers that. Um. And uh, they said that her first words after this isn't in our notes here, but they said that Britney's first words after shaving her head is, uh, that was, oh no, my mom is going to be so mad at me. So even like, as an adult with her own kids, been married twice now she's still thinking about her mom and like her parents and like their reaction to her. And you can tell that there's a lot of like influence from her parents in a, in such a manner that they feel like Brittany has to run everything by them. Like she's a grown woman. She can shave her head all, all day long if she wants to. Yeah. And, right. You know, but that, like I said, the first words out of her mouth. Oh no, my mom is going to be mm-hmm. so mad at me. Um, anyway, so, this happens. She attacks the paparazzi with the umbrella. Everybody remembers the picture. They've made a billion memes yeah. off of it. Um, and she admitted herself that, uh, it, or excuse me, she admitted herself to other treatment facilities during the following weeks after that. Um, in October of 2007, Spears lost physical custody, excuse me, of her sons to Kevin Federline. Um, the reasons of the court ruling were not revealed to the public. Uh, Spears was also sued by Louis Vuitton, um, over her 2005 music video, Do Something, um, for upholstering her Hummer interior with counterfeit Louis Vuitton cherry blossom fabric, which resulted in the video being banned on European TV stations for some reason. Uh, pretty dumb. Mm. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't remember that music video though, and I, I, I need to go back and watch that. That's that's not a song that that uh, sticks out to me. So. I, I honestly stopped listening to Spears after Toxic, I think. Toxic was like one of my, like, like my all-time favorite yeah. song from her. But, yeah, it's a good one. But uh, I, I, I lost um, touch with her after Toxic because I'm like, she's never going to make another. <laughs> yeah, that's, that, was, that was like yeah. the cherry on top. Right. Yeah. Right. So, toxic, you know, she's thinking about Toxic and, and roughly she got a Toxic life now, so. Yeah. Into in 2007, yeah. 2007. Yeah. So, but in October 2007, uh, Spears released their fifth studio album, Blackout. The album uh, debuted on top of the charts in Canada and Ireland at number two in the U.S. Billboard 200, France, Japan, Mexico, and the, U- and the United Kingdom. And the top ten in Australia, South Korea, 
New Zealand, and many European nations. In the yep. uh, United States, though, it was Spears' first album not to debut at number one, although mm. although she did become the only female artist to have her first five studio albums debut at the top two slots of the chart. Yeah, she's still making records yeah. uh, or or beating records. Yeah, so and, uh, she's still making hits, but not as popular as her. Yeah, it may not have been more. the most popular one, yeah. but it was still selling good, really good. But the album did receive positive reviews from critics, and that sold over 3.1 million copies worldwide at the end of 2008. So it, it's it's funny to me, like like to hear that 3.1 million million copies is least of yourselves. You're right. So 3.1 yeah. to me and to you is, oh my god, well you know that's that, that, that's probably the, like the moon to us, you know. Yeah, we get we get like a thousand downloads, and you're like. Oh, yeah, we, we yeah, made it, and yeah. like, like it was only three point one million. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Brittany, do better, right? Yeah. So, um, Blackout though won Album of the Year in two in twenty oh eight MTV Europe Music Awards and was listed as the be- the fifth best pop album of the decade by the Times Magazine. Yeah, uh, she's still yeah. So she's still out there, absolutely slaying and uh, doing her thing. Yeah. And uh, even though it's not quite as big, and honestly, like that album doesn't stick out to me as far as like naming any songs off of it. But I'm sure there are songs on there that I'm like, oh yeah, that I'm sure there are. Yeah. Um. So in January 2008, uh, Britney Spears refused to relinquish custody of her sons to Kevin Federline's representatives. Uh, she was hospitalized at Cedars Sinai Medical Center uh, after police uh, that arrived at her house noted that she appeared to be under the influence of an unidentified substance. Following day, uh, Spears' visitation rights were suspended at an emergency court hearing, and Federline was given sole physical and legal custody of their sons. This was obviously a huge uh, blow for Brittany. Right. Um uh, she was committed to the psychiatric ward of Ronald Reagan UCLA Medical Center uh, and put on 5150 involuntary psychiatric hold uh, under California state law. The court placed her under a conservatorship. This is where we start to get into that. Mm. Uh, the conservatorship led by her father, Jamie Spears, um, and attorney Andrew Wallet. Um, what an appropriate name for an attorney, oh, wow. uh, giving them complete control of her assets. That is um, the that name is, to have if you're a lawyer, because wallet, you know. baby, money, money, money. Yeah. That's all he was after. Um, but yeah, that's where we're going to jump back in for part two. Uh, so the, like everything leading up to this point has been success, success, young age, taking advantage advantage of by the record company, um, sex sells, K-Fed, yeah, like. Yeah. K-Fed, uh, people's just trying to make money off of her, paparazzi all up in her grill, wanting to get pictures of her kids, wanting to do this and that and the other. Uh, it's the, driving her up a wall. She has a mental snake, breakdown. The snake, the, the nude, yep. the, the, what seemed to be nude um, jumpsuit. Right. It's like all weird stuff, yeah. you know. But, uh, yeah, man. Yeah, and so. then just driving her. She had a complete mental breakdown um, and lost custody of her kids. Uh, she's experienced loss. Uh, she's still got drug issues she's dealing with. And then the conservatorship happens. And that is uh, that is where we're, we're leaving off and we'll jump back in. So that was 2008. So 
for those of you who know the story, that's when all that started, right? right and it right. was not, she was not free of that until late last year. So there's, there's all this time in between there that, that that's why we're breaking this up into two parts because that is almost a whole story by itself. Um, just about the daggum conservatorship and how, uh, how wrong it was. So, but we'll get into it. That'll be, that'll be interesting to dive into. I'm really looking forward to that documentary. Um, I'm going to watch that, take some notes, get a fresh, uh, uh, um, a refresher course on that. Um, I followed the story as it was going on, uh, at least for the last two years, because this story really bums me out, man. I feel really bad uh, for Britney Spears, and I'm happy that all this has been resolved now, but um, it was very, very sad to watch unfold. Right. Uh, so, but uh, uh, So you may yeah. be thinking to yourself, man, that was a depressing uh, episode. But fear not, ladies and gentlemen, next uh, episode is going to be better. I mean, not better, we'll but... Better. But better for her in the turnaround. But yeah. if you are, so the story's gonna get bad. But we'll, well yeah, we'll but it's gonna right. Yeah, but um, but, but if you do feel depressed right now after hearing all this, all, all this um, success and they're taking it away, um, please listen to anything you want to. Um, we don't know the printed with music because, like Corey Taylor, and I say, dig what you dig. You know. Yep. Dig what you dig, baby. He says the same thing too. So. Yeah. Uh, so there are many outlets you can take, but music is the best outlet you can take if you're depressed. If not, um, turn to your loved one and talk to them. Open yep. up. So yeah. Or or you can listen to this podcast where we talk about music yes. and uh, in yes. relation to combating uh, depression. Yeah. And we just want to say thank you for listening to the show today. Um, be sure to share this with your friends and your family. And as James says, you can share it with your dog too. Yeah. Um, and uh, my dog. Uh, just just Lucy Penny doesn't like to show it all. She's that she actually gave us negative stars on Apple Podcasts. I didn't know um, you could do that. And uh, yeah, yeah, Penny Penny found a way to do it. Yeah, um, well. And uh, but Lucy loves the show, so okay, um, so we're available on multiple podcast apps. Uh, and please be sure to leave a rating and review wherever you can, um, whether that's on Apple Podcasts or uh, giving us a shooting us a a comment or something on YouTube. Um, yeah. And uh, or maybe a, a nice Facebook message or something. Um, and we do and, uh, respond. Yeah, we do respond to messages. So we do. Um, yeah, absolutely. So if you if you want us um, to review up to um, do an episode on your your favorite artist, please yeah. let us know and we'll we'll try to get that. Oh, done we'd be for glad you. to. Yeah, absolutely. And and you you leave us a review and we'll be sure to read. We'll give you a shout out and we'll read your review right here yeah. uh, on the show. Absolutely. So, but the best way to stay up to date with us is by following. Our social media, including but not limited to, I still remember that. You got it. <laughs> Instagram, when when words fail, podcast. Facebook, WWFMS podcast. Uh, Twitter on at when words fail MS. Email us at when words fail podcast at gmail .com and just say anything you want to for us. Um, you know, we would love to hear from you. Uh, you can watch this episode right now on YouTube.com slash When Words Feel Music Speaks. TikTok and our website is When Words Feel Music Speaks. And if you're going to a website, don't forget to add a .com at the end of that. Um, our merchandise is on our website. You just click on the shop button at the top. And it'll take you to the blue icon. And you click that blue icon. And you can buy it and it'll take you directly to the T3 store. 
where you could buy t-shirts, hoodies, masks, laptop bags, and more. So Yeah. And we're working on some new designs uh, yes. for you guys as well. Yes, we are. Um, to throw in there. Um, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter. It's uh, at Blake underscore Mosley. Um, also on YouTube, youtube.com slash Mosley with three Y's. That's M-O-S-E-L-E-Y-Y-Y. Uh, I am on TikTok as well. It's uh, Blake Brosley. Um, also, uh, if you don't mind, check out my um, little side project podcast that I got going on right now called South Carolina Spook Show. Um, it is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more. Um, and uh, I made a Instagram and a Facebook page. Uh, it's at nice. South Carolina Spook Show. Um, and I gained quite a few listeners from that. Um, nice. So that was that was really cool. So thank you to everybody that has checked that out. Um, and if you've got some stories of your own, it's all about like paranormal, ghost stories, true crime, and all that stuff uh, from South Carolina. So if you've got your own personal stories, uh, it, please send them to me. Uh, you can email at scspookshow, uh, dot, or excuse me, at gmail dot com um so yeah there we go yeah. james i can't wait to get into part two i know uh, man yeah, i'm very excited to see how all this or to inform everybody of how this all turned out and um, now knowing that it ends super super well for her just makes yep. me want to uh talk about this like right now <laughs> yeah, yeah absolutely yeah, absolutely so. we gotta watch we gotta watch the documentaries to get a a, um, a fresh uh, like yeah. a renewed, uh, fresh, uh, consumption of it. Yeah. Uh, I guess I can't fresh, think my brain fresh. is gone. You've, it's nine thirty at night. Fresh now. vision. My, I guess we my brain is shutting off. Yes. But we'll have to watch that. Uh, we'll have to watch one of those documentaries, maybe in both of them. Maybe. Um, yeah. oh. and, uh, so we do not own, right. Yes. Yeah, so we do not own any of the music used in this episode. And we're not millionaires, so please don't sue us. Oh, uh, copy, no copyright is in, infringement is intended. So we're not anywhere the star power that Miss Spears is right now. So uh, so thank you again for listening. And always rem- remember, when words fail, music speaks. Hi, guys. Hi, everybody.